arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And good morning and uh, welcome on this Saturday and uh, introducing Kristen. Yay! (laughs) Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. Good. I see you have your beverage of choice. Oh, I do. I've got uh, probably not enough of it, but yes. I've we can make coffee. more, by the way. Oh, good. We've got pots good. all over the place. Oh, in here. my goodness. Now you tell me. Just saying. Now you know. <laughs> okay. We're prepared. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. So, what's up? So, this morning we have uh, Miriam Thomas, who we haven't heard yet um, here on this radio show. She's our new associate programs director, and she is helping us ramp up into Art Hop. So, Miriam, take it away. Good morning. My name is Miriam Thomas, and I am joined today by Kylie Taft, who is one of the illustrious artists who will be participating in our March Art Hop event next Friday. We'll be back in person for this Art Hop, and we're looking forward to celebrating artists like Kylie and the local businesses that will be hosting them. Kylie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So to start off, since we are on Creative Cafe, after all, uh, could you tell us what your favorite morning beverage is? Yes, my favorite beverage is probably English breakfast tea with extra creamy oat milk. Oh, yum. That sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Um, So... Your artist statement for this event really wonderfully describes your background and your artistic goals. And just as a reminder for our listeners, you can read all of our artist statements and find out more information about them on our digital Art Hop brochure site at KalamazooArtHop.org. So Kylie, you noted in your artist statement that you moved from Okinawa, Japan to Michigan at age seven, and that your art was sort of a bridge to connect you with your teachers and peers in this environment where there was an initial language barrier. So did you know that you wanted to be an artist at age seven? And how did you start expressing yourself through your art? Uh, So I think at that time, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, I want to be an artist. Um, I think I've always been one without really knowing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody is an artist in their own way, too. Um, But, yeah, one of my earliest memories of being intrigued with visual art was seeing my mother's drawings and doodles. Um, If you ask her now, she would probably deny having any drawing skills, (laughs) but I remember being really inspired by what she was doing, um, drawing when I was young. Um, Yeah, so when I was seven... I was really making art to feel the best that I could at that time. Mm -hmm. And I did this by doing something that I enjoyed and felt I was good at. For me, that was drawing and painting. When I moved to Michigan from Japan, I was expected to quickly adjust to physical, cultural, and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. Naturally, I felt really intimidated by it all and defaulted to making myself as small as possible, trying not to attract attention to myself. And I did that by not wanting to verbally speak to the people around me. And because I wasn't communicating in this way, my peers at school definitely questioned my ability to speak by asking me things like, why don't you talk? Can't you talk? Do you even know how to talk? And it wasn't that there was much of a language barrier because I grew up speaking both English and Japanese. My um, mother is Japanese, but my father is American. Okay. Um, but nobody knew that because I didn't have the courage or confidence to tell them. Uh, but art class was a safe space for me 
where I could feel successful and validated by the people around me. And this was really critical for me to be successful in other areas of my life. And that's why I want to become an art educator myself, because I know the importance for kids to have a space where they can be successful and creative without being afraid of being of coming up with the wrong answer um, and to feel like they can be successful so they can gain the courage and confidence to grow in other areas of their lives. Wow. Thank you so much, Kylie. I, that was just so beautifully said. And I have to say, you know, it's so important that we have teachers like you who are so dedicated to their students' growth. So I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're going down that path. I think that's going to be just absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so next question then, uh, you have worked in several different mediums from painting to ceramics to sewing. So what would you say is your favorite and why? So my favorite medium at the moment, because I think it's already always changing, it's probably painting with gouache right now. I recently discovered gouache in the past year. Before that, I was using watercolor paint a lot. I really appreciate the way gouache is kind of, it works similarly to watercolor, but it's also, um, it's kind of between watercolor and acrylic, and I think that's really nice. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's probably my favorite right now, and it's nice to have a lot of different things to do, um, like crocheting or um, sewing, because if I get sick of painting, I can always jump mm. to one of those. Nice. Okay. Wonderful. So you mentioned, you know, that you've done, you've painted in gouache and done slip painting and that you're also working in pyrog- pyrography. Um, mm-hmm. And I am unfamiliar with that. Can you tell us more about what pyrography I can't even say the word, uh, but what pyrography is. Yeah, so pyrography is basically a fancy word for wood burning. So uh, creating designs by um, uh, burning into wood. So my partner's mother gifted me a wood burning kit for Christmas one year, and uh, that added another medium to my art repertoire. Um, And so far I've been interested in experimenting with how I can use wood burning and painting together to create something new, um, which has been really interesting. Wonderful. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. So you also mentioned in your statement that you're drawn to uh, still life images of food, uh, and you submitted a really beautiful images, uh, image of one of these still life paintings that's up now on our brochure site. So what led you to this subject matter? So there's this Instagram account called Still Here, Still, Still Here, Still Life, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they used to post um, pictures or images of like food from a variety of different creators and photographers. Um, and they would also post um, people, artists who have created art pieces based on those reference photos that they would post on their account. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to look through that account because you can see the different styles and different takes that these artists have on a single reference image. And I was really inspired by that and have been driven to do that ever since. Okay. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we're leading up to Art Hop next Friday evening. Uh, Where can we see your work during Art Hop? Uh, You can see my work at Art Hop at Brewery Outre. It's a brand new business located on the ground floor of the Harrison Circle apartment building in the Rivers Edge District. And I'm really looking forward to 
um, working with them, and they've been really supportive in helping me navigate my first experience displaying my artwork physically. Awesome. That's so great to hear. Okay, so last question. Uh, is your work for sale, and where can we see and potentially purchase more of your work? Yeah, so my uh, work is for sale. I have an Etsy shop. My shop name is Baker Bear Studio. I also have an Instagram where I post images of my work and also time lapses of uh, the process of creating my artwork, and that's at K-N-T-A-S-T. Great. Okay, wonderful. All right, so thank you so much for spending this time with us, Kylie. Really appreciated this chance to talk with you. Thank you. And listeners, be sure to come on out to March Art Hop next weekend. Visit our digital brochure site at kalamazooarthop.org as your guide through the stops. And definitely be sure to stop by Brewery Outre to see Kylie and her work. Kalamazoo is rich in arts and culture. Our commercial, educational, and creative economies thrive when our community has spaces and places to connect and outlets for creative expression. The arts improve individual well-being, drives tourism, sparks creativity, and strengthens our bonds. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages you to give to an arts organization of your choosing. We are better together because of the arts. Visit KalamazooArts.org to see all of the happenings in our community. That's KalamazooArts.org or on any of our social media platforms. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly supporting more than 200 artists and arts organizations in our community. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo exists to infuse arts and culture into the commercial, educational, and creative economies of our region. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. And we're back. Good morning. That was a great uh, uh, interview. I'm looking forward to Art Hop next week. I have in studio with me this morning Kate Yancho, who's the executive director of Wellspring Corey Terry and Dancers Company. Good morning. And I also have Rachel Miller, who is the Radfest curator. And we're going to be talking all things Radfest this morning. Welcome to you both. Yay, thank you. Good morning. Happy to be here. Great. So it is Creative Cafe. What is your favorite morning beverage? <laughs> Definitely coffee. It's the first thing I drink when I get up in the morning. All right, so just straight up black coffee? A little cream and sugar. All right, all right. Just a little temper in the morning. That's good. And what about you, Kate? (laughs) To to be honest, most mornings it's a protein shake. But I do have a a delicious Water Street latte with me today because I I do enjoy some coffee. I just, the protein is really where my day gets going. I know. You were just telling me about the the Water Street being able to order ahead. That app is awesome. Yes. So we love those folks over at Water Street. Well, good. Well, good morning. We're here to talk about RadFest. I guess the first thing we should probably do is uh, let our audience know what is RadFest. Yeah, RadFest has been around for 13 years, and it is a juried dance festival, which brings over 200 dance artists from around the country and some international artists to Kalamazoo. 
This year there are four different live performances, screen dance showings, workshops, masterclasses, artist talks, a movement installation, immersive, kind of like the Van Gogh thing everybody's talking about. And there is also an artistic residency attached to RadFest called The Radical Residency. Huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. How long has RadFest been going on now? It's been a while. 13 years. Yeah. Oh, 13 this is years. our 13th year. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, each, that's great. Yeah. And Rachel, each what's August, the process? Yeah. Yeah. I, it starts in August. <laughs> and each August I put out a call for choreographic submissions, and we get roughly 300 submissions each year in all of the categories of submissions. Uh, I then recruit an adjudication panel, and they go through the first two rounds of submissions. So they kind of go through two rounds, and then I adjudicate the third round, uh, choose the artists, and curate the performances, screenings, and master classes. Right, right. And you mentioned master classes. So um, who are those geared for? How does that work? Well, some of the master classes are geared for intermediate to advanced. Uh, dancers, people with a dance background. Mm -hmm. Some of them are uh, geared towards the general public. So um, there's something for everyone. Okay. So I was I was about to say, I guess I'll just sit in the audience this year, but <laughs> sounds like uh, uh, if Kristen, I'm brave we're enough. we're going to get you in there. Yeah. We're going to get you moving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. So master classes and performances. Um, things are actually selling out pretty quickly because you guys are maintaining still some social distancing, which is nice. Um, so, but I understand there's a virtual option. So can you talk a little bit about how that works this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last year we went all virtual, um, be, to remain mm -hmm. safe and, and do all those things. And we felt like it really allowed us to reach a broader audience Plus, we have com artists coming in from literally all over the world this year, and uh, we decided to keep that option. We weren't sure if an in-person was going to be possible until just a few weeks ago. So if you go to our website, www.midwestradfest.org, and click on virtual tickets, right on the homepage, it will redirect you to a platform called Hopin, which is what we'll be using for virtual. And you can take in the whole festival there. We'll be live streaming classes. We'll be live streaming performances. There's some bonus content that you can enjoy asynchronously on your own, including the screen dance presentations. And in fact, there will be more screen dances available virtually than there are in person because we had so many screen dance submissions this year. So talk, talk about screen dance. What is screen dance? Yeah, Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about screen dance? Sure. Uh, screen dance is a dance work that is created specifically for the medium of film or video. So it's a dance work that cannot be performed live. Um, the screen dances use the camera as sometimes a force dancer <laughs> in the way the camera moves around the work. Um, it also allows screen dance makers to guide the audience um, a little bit better than they would be able to during a live performance. So, for example, if the movement of a hand, the small movement of a hand is very important, um, they can do a close-up on the hand and you can really see it on a screen dance, whereas in live performance you might not notice it. Okay, and that, that must be gaining popularity, screen dancing. I mean, it's been gaining popularity for 10 or 15 years, mm -hmm. really growing in, in the dance world. But um, the last two years, obviously, it's exploded. So. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. And so you, have, you, you talked about having screen dances. This is extra content that virtual 
folks can see, but don't you also, did you have one at KIA? You're going to have one at KIA. We did a preview at the KIA this Thursday. So we showed a few of the screen dances to try to get the audience excited. We will be doing an in-person screening on Saturday, March 5th um, in the Epic Center. So you can see some of them live there with us. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of the screen dances are also available on the virtual platform. And there's extra screen dances on the virtual platform that we won't be showing in in a formal setting. Okay. Okay. And I understand, too, that there's also an art break dedicated to RadFest. That's this next Tuesday. Yeah. Can we learn a little yes, bit about that? Next, next Tuesday, uh, our radical artist, this is the artist who um, was awarded the, the residency, uh, Helenius J. Wilkins, uh, for, uh, from Lafayette, Louisiana, originally. Now he lives in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, he'll give an artist talk for the KIA's Art Break series on Tuesday, March 1st at noon, and his talk is called The Dance of Social Justice, Hmm. and it's designed to be an introduction to him, his background, and his journey of art and social justice practices leading to the piece that he's going to be performing at RADFEST called The Conversation Series, Stitching the Geopolitical Quilt to Rebody Belonging. Okay. And he's been in town. He arrived last week, and Mm -hmm. he's been doing work. He's been meeting with community members. Mm -hmm. Um, He's doing an event tonight, actually, Mm -hmm. down at the First Mm -hmm. Baptist Church um, that's called a choreographic ritual. So he'll be performing, and and that's open to the public and free, so you can come see him and his team as they start to build this work, and that's going to lead into the premiere that's on Friday night at March uh, March 4th at 8 p.m. Okay. So it seems like a lot of a lot of um, pre uh, events leading up to the festival itself, which is great. Also collaborating with other organizations in town. KIA's Art Break happens every Tuesday, and so it's nice to see that uh, they're collaborating with you yeah. and, um, to bring your residency dancer in. Um, if I want to buy tickets, mm-hmm. are there still in person tickets? There are some. There's a handful, and I just I got a shout out to the community box office team through the Arts Council of Greater <laughs> Kalamazoo because that's where you can get your in-person tickets, and that crew has been outstanding and amazing, and I we could not be doing this without them. But yeah, so you can contact the community box office, so you can either go through our website, which again is www.midwestradfest.org, and there's a link there where you can click to go and purchase what few in-person tickets mm-hmm. we have remaining, or you can go virtual or you can call the community box office it's 269-250-6984 you can also walk into the epic center and visit the amazing box office staff monday through friday from 10 to 6 or saturday from 10 to 2 right 10 to Uh, 10 to 1 10 to 1 10 to 1 1. i was close so (laughs) they tend to like to eat lunch yeah lunch is important yeah so yeah, so there's there's different ways to do that, but yeah, we just have a few tickets left for in person okay. performances. So okay. come come snatch them up. You don't want to miss this festival, right? And so mm-hmm. Midwest Alternative Dance Festival, celebrating contemporary dance. The one last question that I have for you guys is: Why is contemporary dance so important to celebrate? Why? What are we What are we accomplishing here? Well, it's. Contemporary dance is always evolving and changing, and it's very diverse in style. It, you know, it started with modern dances, a rebellion of ballet and Victorian social values uh, at the turn of the 20th century, and it, it went through a postmodern stage, and now it encompasses so many styles, like um, urban dance, formerly known as hip-hop dance. Uh, there's contemporary flamenco, 
contemporary West African, contemporary modern, and the list goes on and on. And it's always changing and evolving, which I think is very exciting. Uh, and contemporary dance artists tend to think outside the box, which always makes for inventive dance works. Can, can uh, you give us, is it okay to give us a little preview of maybe what some of the styles we're going to be seeing if we attend Radfest? Sure, yeah. Um, you're going to be seeing a lot of physical theater. You're going to be seeing some uh, contemporary West African. There's uh, contemporary break dancing. Uh, there's a lot of contemporary modern pieces. Um, a lot of pieces that incorporate projection, film. Um, it's it's going to be very exciting. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. I am very excited about RadFest next weekend. In fact, so excited. We're going to be on site with you guys next week. So next week's Creative Cafe. I'm uh, I'm grabbing Jim. We're going downtown. We're going to be at the Epic Center, and we actually get to talk to some of these artists. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I so love a road trip. <laughs> Do you? Well, yeah. Yeah. You're looking forward. Bring to my it. coffee with me, and are you going to jump into a class? No, there? no. no. Um, oh, come on. I, there's a story. I I I've been a wedding dish jockey for probably mm-hmm. thirty. This is my thirty seventh year, mm-hmm. I think. And there's mm-hmm. a reason. <laughs> um, because I can spell rhythm, but I have none. And so playing the music is fine. Okay. But I, at, at, no. <laughs> Fair. But thank Fair. you so much for the invitation. My pleasure. This sounds like so much fun. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we'd really like to thank the Arts Council for all the amazing support that yes. we get on this program, as well as our other sponsors, which include Honor Credit Union, Discover Kalamazoo, Stewart Avenue Inn, Bell's Brewery, and, and our season sponsors, who are just, we, we can't. We can't do this work without all that support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kalamazoo's a great place. Lots yeah, of different businesses that uh, support what we do, which is great. <laughs> all right. I have been speaking with Kate Yancho, the executive director of Wellspring Corey Terry and Dancers, as well as Rachel Miller, the RadFest curator, and looking forward to speaking with both of you again next weekend. Yeah, come to RadFest, March 4th, 5th, Come to Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. February is Black History Month. African Americans have been an integral part of shaping the arts in America for centuries. From Augusta Savage to Kehinde Wiley, Louis Armstrong to Lizzo, and Langston Hughes to Susan Laurie Parks, the African American arts landscape is vast and diverse, poignant and beautiful. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages everyone to celebrate the accomplishments of African American artists who have influenced and inspired so much of America's art evolution. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that creative expression has to offer. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Find out all that's happening in the local arts community at kalamazooarts.org or on any of our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us for the Creative Cafe today, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Join us each Saturday after 8 a.m. for a visit to the Creative Cafe. And don't forget, next week we're on site at the Epic Center. We're going to be live and in color, so you can always stop down and say hi and uh, see how we make radio magic.